to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. In order for us to exercise big faith, it requires us to obey the command of the Lord. Watch this. The command of the Lord may defy human logic, science. It may defy societal views. It may defy your friend's opinion. It may defy your family's suggestions about it. And in fact, your family, your friends, and society, and logic says you can't walk on water. Amen? Jesus just said, come, Peter. Walk out here on water with me. Wait a minute, Lord. You can't walk on water, Peter. Peter, you're a fisherman. You've been trained to get in a boat and go after the fish. You are not trained to walk on water. Matter of fact, science says that gravity is going to cause you to sink in the water when you step on it because the, the amount of surface of the water is not strong enough to hold your weight. And so the moment, wait a minute, scientifically I'm thinking about all the logic, I'm thinking about all the science that goes on into walking on something, and my mind, my intelligence, my logic says there's no way in the world that you can walk on water. It doesn't make sense that God would call Peter out on the water. But watch this. Some of you right now are already walking on water and don't even know it. Can I, can I just talk to you, make it plain? Some, some of you are walking in some scenarios that, 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 that logic says you ought not be able to walk. Some of you are walking in and living in some scenarios that your family and friends said you couldn't do. In fact, when you said or when you thought about it or said it, they would have told you, ain't no way in the world you going to have that. You ain't, there's no way. But you're already walking in it. You're already walking in your faith. And it was by faith that you got to the position that you're at right now in life. Because if it had not been for faith and big faith in that, you would have lost your mind. Some of you have been walking this way for a while, but watch this, big faith in God, when you're following the commands of God, it'll allow you to walk on water when other people say you can't do it. It'll allow you to, watch this, to run your own business when other folks said you couldn't do it. It'll allow you to survive divorce and have your own home and live your own life and pay your own bills when everybody else said you ain't never going to make it. It allows you to sit in the manager's chair and you don't have a degree from nobody's school. I'm talking about walking on water. I'm talking about defying the logic of man. I'm talking about defying what science says could be done. Some of you walked out of some hospitals, walked out of some car accidents because of the faith that God, that you had in God. It wasn't because you were so good. Yes, it was grace of God, but because of your faith in God, God's grace was exercised in your, on your behalf. Somebody said you never walk again, but look at you now. You're walking on water even right now in some of the situations that you're dealing with. You think about where you came from and some, some of your upbringings and some of the, the, the communities that you grew up in. Who would have thought you'd be living in a four-bedroom house back then? They said it couldn't be done. They said you'd never finish school. You'd never graduate from high school. You'd never get through college. You'd never live this long. But look at you walking on, on water right now. 
You're already defying logic. You're already defying everybody else's intellectual uh, capabilities. You already are doing what is impossible. And sometimes we demean that. We, de- we, 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 don't, we don't understand how big that is, that what you're doing. And watch this. And then watch this. We're already doing great, and we're looking at somebody else, and we're jealous of what they're doing, and you're already walking on water. I mean, what more do you want? Jesus says to Peter, Peter, come. Come walk on the water. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, look at this. He walked on water to go to Jesus. How is he able to walk on the water? Because he exercised faith in what God said. Jesus said, come, and he, watch this, he believed God and he got out of the boat. Now, I started, I was processing this in my mind. I was going through processing this in my mind. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, faith, Peter's got good faith. And, but I'm thinking to myself, Peter had to climb out of a good boat. Y'all still here with me? It wasn't taking on water. It wasn't sinking, nothing. He, he had to climb out of the boat. Now, I'm, I'm trying to figure what's going through Peter's mind while he's climbing out of the boat to get onto the water, to stand up, face the thing that he was afraid of, and then, watch this, to start moving his legs and walking. When everything inside of him had to be saying, this cannot happen. But I'm thinking, to me, this is, this is big faith. But watch this. As we keep going through the story, even though Peter does this, he's walking, he's, he's, he's going towards Jesus, and, and then verse 30 comes. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now watch this. Because big faith faces fear. Big faith follows the command of God. But big faith finishes the journey without doubting. You can't just start the journey. You got to finish it. Now, To me, as I was reading through this text, I'm thinking, even as I just walk you through, getting out of the boat, standing on the water, moving your legs, walking on the water, I'm thinking, that's big faith. But it's not. It's faith. But it's not the big faith that Jesus is looking for. The big faith that Jesus is looking for in this text is that Peter literally keeps on walking and finishes the commandment that he was given. He didn't finish the commandment. Watch this. And so, therefore... What he did, asking Jesus for the instruction, getting out of the boat, standing on the water, beginning to walk, that was little faith. And I thought to myself, little faith can get you in some bad spots, but big faith will get you out of them. Stay with me here. Peter saw the wind. It was boisterous. He was afraid, and he was beginning to sink, the text says. The question I had is, 
what causes him to start sinking? Is it what he saw? Text said he saw the wind. So was it that he saw the wind and he got afraid? Well, the wind was already blowing when he was on the boat. Is it that he was afraid? What was he? What was going on? Was he just fearful? Well, if he was just afraid, I don't think he would have ever got out the boat. Was it because he doubted or was it because he stopped moving towards Jesus that he started sinking? So I was kind of processing this. It's like, what, which thing was it that caused him to start sinking? So I came to the conclusion, I, I kind of believe it was all of the above. Here's the sequ- sequence, I think, that it kind of happened. I, I believe that I believe that he was, he was, he was, he got out of the boat. Little Faith got him out of the boat. He's out the boat. He's on the water. And watch this. He, he starts to see the wind. He starts to see the, the, the things that are in his peripheral vision. He starts to realize, now he doesn't really see the wind. What he literally sees is the effects of the wind, which is the waves on the sea. And he sees that happening. And when he sees the effects of the wind, watch this, seeing the wind and not being in a boat, he's used to seeing the wind and seeing the effects of a wind when he's in a boat. And so that's easy. That's, I'm stable there. But now I'm seeing the wind while I'm out of the boat. And the effects of the wind that I see while I'm out of the boat causes him to be afraid. And so I'm afraid because I've never been in this situation before. And I'm afraid because I am now, because of what I saw, I forgot about what I heard. And listen to me, oftentimes what we see in the world around us and in the circumstances around us uh, causes us to forget what we heard in the Word of God, and we forget what God said that He was going to do for us, and we forget what God said He wanted to do to us, and we forget what God said, how He was going to keep us. And so when we start seeing the effects all around us, we become afraid, and fear takes over and starts speaking into your life, and then you start to doubt that what God said that you could do, that you can possibly do at all. And then when doubt comes in and fear comes over you, you are then paralyzed. And paralysis causes you to stop moving forward toward Jesus. And when you stop moving toward Jesus, you start sinking. Y'all still here with me? So when you stop, when you stop, when you stop the journey, and if God says, this is the journey I'm taking you on, and I know it doesn't make sense, and I know it's defying logic, and I know your friends and your family don't believe in it, but I want you to keep going. And I know that, 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 that the bills are piling up, and, and I know that the trouble is rising on every side, but I don't want you to look at the bills. I don't want you to be concerned about the phone call that said, we coming to get your car next week. Don't be concerned about that. You just keep walking, because if you keep walking, you'll get to me. Y'all still here? And if you keep walking and if you keep going and if you keep following the instruction of God, instead of him saying to you, like he says to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Because doubt, watch this, doubt is proof. How do I say this? Hmm. His sinking was proof that he doubted. Because he stopped moving towards fulfilling the commandment that God gave him. So when he stopped fulfilling the commandment that God gave him, he now doubts the commandment. 
can actually literally be fulfilled. Can I literally do what God said? Hmm, let me analyze this. And we start analyzing based on stuff around us and based on all these effects. And so now, watch this, once, once you start doubting, you can't move forward anymore. Y'all still here? Some people's careers have stopped because you doubted you could ever reach managerial level. And so you're still a clerk because you don't believe you can be a manager. Some people's relationships have stalled because you start doubting it can go any further. Some people's walk with the Lord has stalled because you believe this is as far as we can go. And you know what? Let me say this. Sometimes we have those limitations and barriers put on us because nobody else in our family ever went there. Nobody else in our circle ever went there. And so we think, this is as far as I can go. This is as much as I can accomplish. But I want you to understand something. Big faith can take you a lot farther than your family has ever been. Big faith can allow you to face the fears of going to college, getting your degree, starting a business, writing a book, doing whatever it is that you're afraid of. Big faith can carry you through all of that. And all you need to do is walk in the commandment of God. Follow what he said and finish what he said without doubting. Jesus says to Peter, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? But here's something that's interesting in the text. Peter didn't lose all his faith. How do you know that, Pastor? Because when he started sinking, he said, Jesus, save me. He still believed that Jesus was able to save him. I'm trying to talk to somebody right here. Even though you didn't fully finish the whole course, don't stop believing that he can save you. Even though you're not where you ought to be and you're not where you could be, you need to still believe that Jesus is able to save you. He's able to grab you and lift you up from your falling and sinking position. He's able to rescue you even though you got yourself into a mess. Peter still believes he can save him. So he says, Jesus, save me. And Jesus reaches out his arm, grabs him by the arm, and lifts him up and takes him to the boat. And watch this. The text says, the moment they got in the boat, the wind ceased. And then all the other disciples come out. They begin to worship Jesus. And they say, surely you are the Son of God. Now, you know what's odd to me about that statement? They just watch Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. They didn't figure out he was the son of God then. They, they, they witnessed him raise the dead. They witnessed him cast demons out. They didn't realize he was the son of God then. They've heard his teachings and the profoundness of his intellect and, and the way in which he's managing the, the Holy Scripture. They didn't know he was the son of God then. But here's the interesting thing. This is not the first boat experience they had with him. Because in chapter 8 of Matthew, they were on the boat going across to the other side, and a storm came up then too. And when the storm came up then, they ran down to the bottom of the boat because Jesus was sleeping. 
And they woke him up and said, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? Jesus got up, spoke to the wind and the sea and said, peace be still. And the Bible says they turned to one another and said, what kind of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Watch this. He's the kind of man that you can still trust to save you. He's the kind of man that you can still call upon to save you. He's the kind of man, if you just have enough faith, you can reach out and cry out to him, Lord, save me. Even though I started the journey, I haven't finished the journey, but Lord, save me. I'm sinking. Maybe you never got in the water at all. Maybe you were with the other 11 who were still crying out and and you were still afraid. But I want to encourage you today, take the first steps towards the thing you're afraid of. And say, Lord, save me. If you can't do anything else, at least hold on to the fact that he can still save you. Even if you started doing something in big faith, what seemed to be big faith, you were following the commands of the Lord, and somewhere along the way, the enemy got involved, and, and, and he, he started distracting you, and you, you gave up. You don't have to sink to the bottom. Call out to Jesus. He can still save you. You know what I'm glad about? Is that Jesus has the power not only to save you from sinking on the sea, but he has the power to save you from sinking into hell. He has that kind of power. He has the ability to reach his arm out and grab you while you're sinking and rescue you from destruction that's coming your way to deliver you out of a horrible pit. He has that kind of power. Pastor, how do you know he has that kind of power? Because 2,000 years ago when they nailed him to the cross, when, when, they, when, they, when they beat him, whipped him, and, and mocked him and scorned him, and then they put him in a borrowed tomb, the Bible says on the third day, he got, y'all know the story, he got up with all power in his hand. He has the power to save you. But you've got to exercise some faith. And if you're going to exercise faith unto salvation, let it be a faith that does not doubt that will follow the command of God all the way to the end. Big faith is what I'm talking about. Big faith that doesn't let the wind or the waves or the storms distract you. Big faith that doesn't doesn't let family members or society or, or the culture tell you what can be accomplished. Big faith takes God at His Word and exercises what God's Word says. Big faith will get you out there on the water, and it'll take you all the way to Jesus. Big faith defies the logic that man can explain. I want to encourage the body of believers here today. Walk, live, move in a big faith kind of way. There are greater things yet to be accomplished in your life if you can only exercise. Big faith. Let me throw this out here since we're in this season. Because sometimes when you say, oh, there's greater things for you to accomplish, we think that's all about money. No, 
Money is not, it's not the greater thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about greater things to impact the kingdom of God. I'm talking about laying up greater treasures in heaven because you exercise big faith. I stand here every Sunday morning preaching this word, standing on big faith. Because I had people who told me, you are not going to be a pastor. You're going to be a, you, you was called to the ministry. What? I had people who told me, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, and yet every Sunday I'm standing here on the commandment of God, not on something I wanted, because God knows I didn't want it. But it was the call of God and the commandment of God, and I'm walking in it every day. And when I stand here to declare the word of God, I'm standing and I'm walking down a road with all kinds of, how do I say, deceptions and all kind of uh, interruptions and all kind of interferences and all kind of things that want to cause me to start sinking. But I can't afford to sink. Because if I sink, you don't get what God sent me to give you. Y'all still here with me? So we've got to learn to exercise big faith. And as a result of the big faith we exercise, the kingdom of God gets expanded. Not our bank accounts, the kingdom of God gets expanded because we start walking in bigger things that God has for us as children of God to accomplish. Amen? Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the encouragement. I'm praying that maybe somebody here today who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life will exercise enough faith to come and say, Lord, save me because I'm sinking. My life is drifting away. Everything's coming at me from every side. And I don't know how to get out of this. God, perhaps today, they will do just as Peter did. And they will seek the direction from you and ask and wait for your response. Lord, what must I do to be saved? And you say it to them, even as you say it to Peter, come. And so maybe today, Father, somebody will come. And they'll come and give their heart and their life to you. And you'll bless them with everlasting life. But God, I just pray they are obedient to your call and obedient to your command to come. Not just to get to church today, not just to be in the pew today, but to literally respond to your word and come. Because facing our fear is not just a matter of being in the building. Facing our fear is not just a matter of buying the airplane ticket. We've got to get on the plane and go all the way. So, Father, I'm praying even right now, maybe that one, that boy, that girl, that woman, that man who's standing and saying, I'm, I'm just afraid. I'm, 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 I don't want to walk in front of people. I don't want everybody to see me. Lord, I'm praying they face that fear today and come. Let your will be done, your way be accomplished in this invitation time, and we will give your name all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. 
For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.